My name is Dr. Austin Tay and you are listening to Psych Chat. Hi there, my name is Dr. Austin Tay. I am a UK-trained and Asian-based organizational psychologist. I am also the founder of Omnicide Consulting, where we specialize in executive coaching, leadership assessment and development, career transitioning, training and workplace intervention. I have a special interest in workplace bullying and use acceptance and commitment therapy in the work I do with individuals and organizations. For more information about the services I provide, please check out my website www.omnicide.com. Apart from this podcast, I also have a blog where I pen my thoughts as an organization psychologist. If you want to find out more about what I've shared, do check me out at www.dr.austintay.com. If this is your first time listening to Side Chat, welcome. If you are interested in goal setting, do check out episode 1 where I discuss is goal setting really useful. In episode 2 and 3, they are part of a series on workplace bullying. In episode 2, I discuss what is workplace bullying and why do I want to talk about workplace bullying. In episode 3, I touch on the antecedents of workplace bullying. In today's episode, I will look at what organizations can do to prevent workplace bullying. And in the concluding episode, I will look at what individuals can do when they are being bullied at work. Welcome to episode 4 of Site Chat. In today's podcast, I will talk about what organizations can do to prevent workplace bullying. I always hear excuses about incidents of workplace bullying. For example, these are just work banter and harmless behavior. Those involved are adults. They know how to behave. Why then are reports of workplace bullying still on the rise? This is the case all over the world. Bullying in South Korea is so bad that employees have resorted to using spy gadgets to fight workplace bullying so that they can record abuse or harassment from their bosses. In Australia, there was a case in 2017 in which a man played a prank on his 19-year-old apprentice colleague. He squirted lighter fluid on the apprentice's foot and groin before setting his shirt on fire. He chased the young apprentice around the worksite and continued to squirt the fluid onto him. The apprentice could have suffered second-degree burns if he had not quickly taken off his clothes. In another case in China, 
Chinese shop managers were forced to eat live fish as a punishment for not meeting their sales targets. Although the shop managers took the punishment voluntarily, such behavior was viewed as so unacceptable in China that it went viral on social media. It is just not good enough to leave employees to self-govern the way they behave. Organizations need to establish proper procedures to ensure that their employees are not exposed to any form of negative acts. Organizations should not adopt a wait-till-it-happens attitude towards bullying in the workplace. They need to be proactive in preventing such behaviors taking place. How can workplace bullying be prevented by organizations? There are many things organizations can do to prevent or decrease workplace bullying. Number one, policy. An anti-workplace bullying policy forms the basis of an organization's efforts to prevent workplace bullying. The policy should include the following components. It should lay down clearly the type of behaviors that constitute workplace bullying. It should have clear procedures about how to lodge a workplace bullying complaint. It should have clear procedures about how any investigation into workplace bullying will be conducted by an independent team. It should have a clear statement about confidentiality. It should delineate appropriate measures to be taken against perpetrators and what recompense should be afforded to victims. For example, in the course of an investigation, what kind of arrangements would be made to ensure that both perpetrator and victim do not work together subsequently, that the victim would be granted paid leave of absence, and that the perpetrator would be relieved of work duties until the investigation was concluded. A note to remember, the policy needs to be clear and not full of jargon. It should be straightforward and have no room for alternative interpretations. If there is existing legislation on workplace bullying, this can be incorporated into an organization's policies on workplace bullying. Two, communication. Organizations need to remember that it is pointless to have an anti-bullying policy if their employees are not aware of it. I remember a conversation I had with a HR director. She had worked for the organization for many years, but did not know that an anti-bullying policy existed until a senior manager told her of it. I was not surprised at all to hear this because people prefer not to talk about workplace bullying. 
it is important for organizations to be transparent when it comes to anti-bullying policy. Employees will feel safe to be at work when they are aware that their organization has a policy for the prevention of workplace bullying. An organization can communicate to its employees using means such as posters, newsletters, internal memorandums or bulletins, and awareness campaigns to convey its stance towards workplace bullying. It is equally important for an organization to communicate its stance on workplace bullying to the outside world. In doing so, the organization will be able to attract talent because of its commitment to create a safe environment to work. Three, training. To ensure that a workplace policy is enforced, an organization will need to conduct training for its manager to understand, interpret, and apply the policy, especially so for those who will be dealing with complaints. This training should enable managers to understand and identify what bullying behaviors are. It should also deal with complaints and make clear how the procedures should be adopted. For example, how to maintain neutrality and not to offer any advice, how to remain sensitive and non-judgmental towards the person or persons involved, how to document the nature of a complaint and how to ensure the confidentiality of the parties involved. The training should enable managers to apply the right actions and remedies to ensure that any bullying situation does not escalate further. Training should be done periodically to keep managers informed of any new changes to the company's policy or the introduction of any legislation that is applicable to workplace bullying. For other types of training or services that an organization is not able to provide, it will be necessary to engage external experts who will be able to offer assistance and help for those affected by bullying. For example, Employee Assisted Program, EAP, providers or therapists can help individuals who are bullied through counselling or support. My viewpoints about what an organization can do to prevent workplace bullying taking place is that if organizations are serious about preventing workplace bullying, they need to show their commitment through action rather than just paying lip service to the issue. I've encountered organizations which have claimed that they are committed to putting a stop to workplace bullying. Yet upon further probing, I have found that the resources they have committed to tackling workplace are dismal, and that for instance, while they encourage presentations and talks on workplace bullying, they take minimum steps to prevent it beyond that. 
organizations need to deal with this issue head-on and make workplace bullying a topic that is openly discussed in meetings or in the pantry. Only when people are comfortable about broaching the subject will organizations be one step further forward in the prevention of workplace bullying. A good start is to have a policy that everyone in the organization is aware of and can refer to. Advocating against workplace bullying should be a constant thing, part of the culture and not a unique topic to be discussed only in a themed event. Organizations should take the impact of workplace bullying on their businesses more seriously. The sooner they recognize and accept how workplace bullying can be detrimental to their business, the prevention of workplace bullying will become an integral part of their organizational strategy. Today, I have shared about what organizations can do to prevent workplace bullying. If today is your first time listening to this episode, please note that this episode forms part of a series of four episodes on workplace bullying. In episode two of this podcast, I talk about what is workplace bullying and the reasons why I want to talk about workplace bullying. In episode three, I talk about the antecedents of workplace bullying. In the next concluding episode on workplace bullying, I will be sharing what an individual can do when they are being bullied at work. Thank you for listening to this podcast side chat. If you have any comments or suggestions, please send them via email to sidechat at omnisite.com or tweet to at site underscore chat. This podcast is brought to you by Omnicide Consulting. You have been listening to Site Chat. This podcast is brought to you by Omnicide Consulting. We are a team of psychologists with a wealth of experience in working with individuals, teams, and organizations in the areas of coaching executive selection, assessment and development, career transitioning and workplace intervention. Omnicide Consulting exists to solve the critical issues facing our clients, both large and small. Our approach is to tailor-make each service to meet the requirements of our clients. Our broad range of services and solutions help individuals and organisations to facilitate change achieve their vision and optimize performance and productivity. For more information about our services, do check us out at www.omnicide.com.